JackassLetters.com is one man's epistolary exploration of the world he lives in. If you're new to Jackass Letters or this podcast, my name is Christopher L. Jorgensen, and what I do is send out letters to individuals or companies to see what kind of response I can get. I try to make these letters be somewhat amusing at least some of the time, but I also engage in political discourse, cultural criticism, and cathartic commentary all intermixed with a bit of complete idiocy and jackassery. I do this because I think it's fun. I hope you will as well. I am generally a fan of the products and brands I engage with, and yes, these letters are real, and yes, I really sent them. The replies are real as well. Even the names have not been changed to protect the innocent, since who among us is truly innocent? But they are occasionally redacted by request. If you enjoy my little letter writing hobby, please consider becoming a patron on patreon.com slash jackassletters. Thanks for listening. Sincerely, Christopher L. Jorgensen. Now let's get right to it, shall we? Dear Off the Wagon, Recently, I ordered a couple sets of eyeballs, a wind-up llama, and a Valentine's Day card with a sloth on it or something. I remember telling my partner, Happy Slothentine's Day, when I gave it to her. I have to say, I am quite happy with everything. They were a big hit. I haven't really used the eyeballs for anything yet, but you never know when an extra set of eyes will come in handy. I love your website and your products, and if I'm ever in Ohio, I will for sure stop by your store. You probably won't be able to get me to leave if I do. You can always get a court order if you have to. Ha ha! I bet Off the Wagon is a fun place to work, And if I'd made better choices in life, perhaps I could have the right experience to apply. Oh, who am I kidding? We both know I'd never pass the background check. Besides, who wants to live in Ohio? Anyway, I just wanted to let you know that you brightened my existence slightly, and that's all we can really ask of each other, right? More people should be told about your store. I don't know how it took me so long to find you. I feel like somehow the universe has been keeping us apart. But that's that. And we found each other. And that's all that really matters. You are my people. Sincerely, Christopher L. Jorgensen. P.S. I like puppets. And now, the reply. Dude, thanks for the awesome letter. 
We're so happy that you like our little shop and your order. Please use these small alien hands to creep out your friends and family. We believe in you. Annie, off the wagon manager. P.S. Ohio isn't as crappy as you'd think. They sent me a little card with a uh, bat on it, and it says, Fangs for Everything. And uh, they also sent me a uh, a couple little finger puppets, uh, glow-in-the-dark uh, alien hands with uh, a total of four fingers, um, or three fingers and a thumb, however you want to look at it. Uh, I do like their website. It's cool. It's got a lot of fun stuff. Uh, they are located at offthewagonshop.com. And they have all kinds of little knickknacks and and uh, fun stuff. And uh, while you are uh, housebound, you should consider going there and buying yourself some stuff. So... I thought this was a fun letter, and I don't really quite understand the reply, but uh, I'll just read it as it's written, and we'll go from there, all right? January 21st, 2020. Dear U.S. Office of Government Ethics, Most nights when I get home, I like to watch the news. I believe every citizen should do this to create a more informed and educated electorate. Now, I don't want to get all political or anything, but seems to me there are a lot of incredible lapses in judgment and ethics being reported. So it got me to thinking that perhaps you guys had seen the writing on the wall and closed up shop before our current president could put someone wholly unqualified in charge of your office. I mean... It would explain a lot on why no one has been held accountable for anything if no one was there anymore. So I decided the easiest way to find out would be to pin this here letter and send it through the United States Postal Service. If it bounces, I'll have my answer in five to six short weeks. I understand that if you actually get around to responding, your letter may take longer than that, but I'm a patient man. I'm also dashingly handsome but that's really got nothing to do with this. Now, I'm not suggesting you are asleep at the switch or that people there aren't doing their jobs, but maybe you guys aren't in the habit of watching the news every night like I am and just aren't aware of everything that's going on in Washington. It's a mess. If you have to choose between writing me back or actually enforcing some ethics rules, well then, I say go with the rules. But it would be nice if you could do both. Sincerely, Christopher L. Jorgensen. And now the reply. February 3rd, 2020. Mr. Jorgensen, this is in response to your letter to the United States Office of Government Ethics, OGE. While we appreciate your letter, OGE was established by the Ethics in Government Act of 1978 to be the office responsible for setting policies aimed at the prevention of conflicts of interest in the executive branch of the federal government. OGE, a small agency within the executive branch, 
assists other executive branch departments and agencies to implement ethics rules and policies that deal with conflicts of interest, laws, post-employment restrictions, the standards of ethical conduct, and the public and confidential financial disclosure system for executive branch federal employees. OGE's jurisdiction extends only to the specific ethics issues described above within the executive branch of the U.S. government. OGE does not undertake for investigation the allegations of misconduct. In most cases, it would be the inspector general of the department or agency involved who would determine whether to investigate alleged misconduct. In addition, in appropriate cases, the Federal Bureau of Investigation of the Department of Justice may determine to investigate alleged misconduct of federal employees. We regret that this office could not be of further assistance. Thank you. Contact OGE, U.S. Office of Government Ethics. Follow OGE on Twitter at OfficeGovEthics. I'm not sure what I expected, but uh, pretty sure this wasn't it. I still don't know what they do. Dear Pepper Jack's Grill, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I love eating at Pepper Jack's Grill. But I also have to come out and say that I don't eat there as often as I would like due to the limited menu. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love everything on your menu, but there are only so many ways you can combine chicken with rice and cheese. Want that in a bowl? Sure. How about in a tortilla? Even better. On some chips? Now you're talking. But after you've worked your way through all the ingredients a few dozen times, they start to sort of lose their appeal. Now, I'm still going to eat there since I like eating, and I'm honestly unaware of many other places where I can get both a burrito and fries. I'm just getting a little bored with our relationship. My suggestion to you guys would be to expand your menu a bit. Sure, it'll probably involve some additional staff training and some promotions, but I bet you'd see an uptick in sales. Now these don't have to be permanent additions to the menu, but rather perhaps some temporary or seasonal items. Something that makes me think, man, Pepper Jack's Grill has that? I'm there. You know what else would be nice? Desserts. Like I said, I love eating at Pepper Jack's Grill, but sometimes I just don't get enough to eat and I end up going someplace else after for a cookie or a sundae or even pie. Seems to me that a small pastry case or some fresh baked brownies or perhaps just a simple soft serve ice cream machine would go a long ways toward increasing customer satisfaction. I know it would be for me, but then I'm fairly easy to please. Let me know, okay? Sincerely, Christopher L. Jorgensen. And now, the reply. Hi, Christopher. Thank you for your feedback. We do roll out seasonal proteins to add variety to our customer experience. We also recommend you try our cookies and peanut butter bars for dessert. Thanks again for your feedback. 
We do appreciate our loyal customers. Enjoy this coupon on us. Pepper Jacks. Now, I did figure out why I didn't believe that they had desserts. It's because they're actually like behind the cash wrap. They're in a basket behind the sneeze shield. So here's a letter to Warren Buffett that uh, didn't get a reply, but it still amuses me, so I'm going to read it, and hopefully it'll amuse you as well. April 14th, 2008. Dear Warren Buffett, I heard someone say on the radio that you have more money than God. Do you think this is true? Do you get a lot of letters asking you for money? I bet God doesn't get any. What do you say to these people? Just in case you were thinking this is one of those money-asking letters, I want to let you know I don't want any of your money. To prove it, I am sending you some of mine. You can do whatever you like with it. I'd make a joke about not spending it all in one place, but it's only a dollar. Four quarters, actually since I don't have any dollars. If these don't make it to you, someone in your company is dishonest. Well, that's all I wanted to write. Sincerely, Christopher L. Jorgensen. P.S. I heard you like to play bridge. Is there any good money in that? Enclosure. Four U.S. quarters. And now... I just took four quarters and taped them across the bottom of the letter. Um, and it cost me extra postage to send Warren this letter. And I thought it was funny, but apparently nobody at Berkshire Hathaway did because I never got a reply. Um, I once had a reader uh, reach out to me and tell me that I missed the obvious joke that I should have sent him a dollar and told him that I was asking him to invest it for me. And since this was back in 2008, I'm sure if I had done that, I would probably have like a 10,000% rate of return. But, you know, somebody at Berkshire Hathaway just kept my buck. So here's a letter that didn't age well. April 10th, 2008. Dear Hobby Lobby, you're twice as cool as Michael's. Just thought you should know that. Sincerely, Christopher L. Jorgensen. And now, the reply. Dear Mr. Jorgensen, we were pleased to receive your letter regarding the compliments you offered our store. In the retail business, there are many elements that combine to create a successful store and few are as important as customer service. Your feedback on the performance of our stores is very important. It helps us to better serve you, the customer. 
Thank you for taking the time to tell us about your experience with our stores. Sincerely, Bridget Blowware Customer Service. Yeah, I'm I'm done um, shopping at Hobby Lobby. Uh, I don't boycott a lot of places, but uh, this is one, and it's all because the owners are a bunch of... Uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave that there. But as far as I'm concerned, Hobby Lobby is not twice as cool as Michael's anymore. Um, in fact... Uh, um, Hobby Lobby is not cool at all. They are whatever the opposite of cool is. They are like lower than lame. So this seems like a, uh, um, a timely letter to read, but by the time I actually get this podcast published, it'll probably be way after Easter. So, uh, just pretend like you're listening to this prior to Easter of 2020. September 29th, 2010. Dear Cadbury, every year my girlfriend tells me how good the Cadbury cream egg McFlurry is and how it's a damn shame that they don't have it in the U.S. Now, I think America is the greatest country in the world, and if we don't have it, then it's just not worth having. This leaves me in a quandary. Either the Cadbury Cream Egg McFlurry is not as good as my girlfriend says, or America isn't as great as I think it is. Since I believe my girlfriend is fairly honest, this leaves me doubting my country. I thought about writing you last year to ask you to bring the Cadbury Cream Egg McFlurry to the U.S., but I didn't think about it until Christmas. I wanted to make sure that you had more lead time to pull this off. It'd probably sell well here. If you've looked around lately, there's an obesity epidemic. People love their high-calorie foods in the U.S. I'd at least try it, and my girlfriend would get one. So there's two sales right there. Please bring the Cadbury Cream Egg McFlurry to the U.S. Doing this will shore up my faltering patriotism. Sincerely, Christopher L. Jorgensen. And now the reply. October 20th, 2010. Dear Mr. Jorgensen, I appreciate you taking the time to contact us regarding Cadbury chocolate. Unfortunately, I am unable to provide you product information for Cadbury chocolate in the United States. To let you know, Cadbury chocolate products in the United States are manufactured and distributed under a franchise agreement by Hershey Chocolate USA. For Cadbury chocolate information, you may contact Hershey at one 800 468 1713 or at www.hershey's.com. I regret that I was unable to provide you with information on the product you have requested, but I hope this information was useful. Good luck on your search. Thank you again for taking the time to contact us. Sincerely, Kim 
McMiller, Associate Director, Consumer Relations. Now, what I didn't get about this letter is that I sent it to their U.S. location, so I don't know. I don't, I don't understand anything anymore. So I'm going to read one more vintage letter and maybe another uh, unanswered letter and then call this one a day. I originally sent this letter to the Ringling Brothers Circus, but they didn't respond, so I recycled the jokes and sent it to the Car Talk guys um, while they were still on the air. This was back in 2010. October 25th, 2010. Dear Car Talk guys, first off, can I get an autographed photo of one or both of you? I also have a few questions. And you're my last best hope. I already asked the Ringling Brothers, but I guess those guys are too busy. So I thought I'd ask you instead, since I know you'll have the time. I am interested in becoming a clown. Even my best friends consider me to be a jackass. I don't mind makeup that much, and I do like some kids. So I thought it might be a good fit. My girlfriend insists some men compensate for a lack of equipment, if you know what I mean, by driving large cars like a Ford Mustang or a GM Hummer. I tried to reassure her this was why I drive a 2000 Dodge Neon, but this just scared her. Anyway, this leaves me with three questions. One, how many clowns can fit in a 2000 Dodge Neon? Two, what is the average size of a clown's unit. Three, do I have to send you any kind of pictures to prove I can fit in a clown car? I am just wondering if I should reconsider my career choices. Thanks, Christopher L. Jorgensen. P.S. If you're interested, I can send along a picture of my resume, if you know what I mean. Sincerely, Christopher L. Jorgensen. In reply, I got an autographed photo from Tom and Ray, and so uh, I take this one as a win, even if there wasn't an actual reply. And a final unanswered letter from 2008, December 29th, 2008. Dear American Society of Ichthyologists and Herpetologists, Some time back, I made the decision to no longer eat red meat due to the fact that I no longer wanted to contribute to a wasteful industry. Hog confinement lots pollute our streams and air. Cow facilities require an incredible amount of water and grain and again produce large amounts of waste products. I still eat chicken and other fowl, even though I disagree with the conditions under which they are raised as well. They are just too tasty to stand on principles. I have no qualms about fish, but a fish and fowl diet quickly grows boring. This is where my question comes in. Do you think reptiles and amphibians should be considered red meat? One of my local restaurants offers alligator fingers. I don't think they are really the fingers, though. 
and I tried them. They were quite good, if a little salty, and they didn't look like red meat to me. If reptiles aren't considered red meat, I was thinking they would be a nice variety I could consume to supplement my diet. Do you have any suggestions on which reptiles or amphibians are the best? If reptiles aren't considered red meat, I was thinking they would be a nice variety I could consume to supplement my diet. Do you have any suggestions on which reptiles or amphibians are the tastiest? Is there a particular place I should acquire their meat? Or is my local pet store my best bet for this kind of thing? What about recipes? And since, to my admittedly limited knowledge, these are egg-laying animals, which ones have the biggest, most nutritious eggs? Would it be to my benefit to buy one of these egg layers to ensure a daily fresh supply? Again, which would be best for this purpose? Thanks for taking the time to answer these questions. I look forward to your reply and hopefully my first meal of snake, turtle, or lizard. Sincerely, Christopher L. Jorgensen. P.S. I will be quite upset if these animals end up tasting just like chicken. And that's that. Jackass Letters is not currently looking for sponsorships, but in the unlikely event this podcast takes off, I am totally willing to take your money to promote a product or cause or website. Reach out and we can chat. I'm also open-minded to minimal advertising on jackassletters.com. You can write me at sponsorships at jackassletters.com or at Christopher L. Jorgensen, P.O. Box. 546 Ames, Iowa 50010 and I'll do my best to reply. Until next time, sincerely, Christopher L. Jorgensen. Write a letter. Write a letter looking forward to your confused reply. Won't you just write a letter? Write a letter. Sincerely, Christopher L. Jorgensen. A better way to help the world maintain its absurdity than mailing unsuspecting folks some handwritten wordity. And jackass letters. And jackass letters. Do, 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 do